Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. And join us on social media at Fused Marriages or email us info at FusedMarriages.com. What's good? Hey, 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 hey. I didn't know if you were going to ask me a question or you was going to, you know. I didn't, I didn't, so it was like a pause for a, a brief second. I thought you were going to be like, hey, how you doing today? Uncomfortable with silence. Who, me? No, actually, that that is that is not me at all. I'm, 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 but like, I think the question you said about uncomfortable with silence is like, some people can't stand silence, right? So like, if nobody's not talking, like, hey, they like, you know, they kind of like interject some like, just ad lib stuff. And why really do you think not, that is? Because, well, I don't know why I'm like, I mean, personally, I'm okay with like, you know, if we're just quiet and just sitting and we just... You know, having a moment, it may be just a break in the conversation. I think that's natural. I wonder if this, and this has nothing to do with our topic today, but I wonder if in some of that, it's because of all of the external stimulants now. I think that I wonder if people that um, read a lot or that that was a custom Mm -hmm. in the house, if they also feel uncomfortable with silence or if that's just because we're so used to the TV on and the radio and people talking and things mm-hmm. like that, or maybe the environment you grew up in. Could be. So, no, no, no. I, I think that's very valid. Very, very valid. Got, looking into possibly, but yeah. today. But today, but before today, I have a question for you. Okay. Ain't gonna do what we talking about. Okay. And I didn't tell you I was gonna ask you this, but I don't really care because we can do what we want to do. So Here we go. No, okay. no, no, no. I was I was listening to a song before we came on. Right. It was I was just listening to I listen to music, different stuff, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And um. And there were some lyrics in the song. I want you to try to explain it to me. Because it's a guy singing it to a woman. And he's expressing his love. Right? Okay. And the lyrics go, if I told you I love you, why do I don't want you to think that I don't care. Okay? Wait, if I told you I love you, I don't want you to think I don't care? Right. Okay. Okay? Then he says, if I, if I told you I never leave you, I don't want you to think I would never be there. Okay, he's expressing his love, but those are the lyrics he sings. Yeah, they just group. rhyme. You don't, you don't know what he's talking about, huh? It was just rhyme. If I told you I love you, I don't want you to think that I don't care. Like, okay, so that means you're gonna do something that makes me think that I that you don't care, but you say you love me, so I'm supposed to just cover it all up. And then if I told mm-hmm. you that I'm be there, what is it? If if I if I tell you if I tell you I'm gonna be there, no, hold on. I forgot the dang lyrics. He made me forget the lyrics. <laughs> I, I did, did that. Yeah, I, I got me over here processing over just, here. I'm just, all I know from what you said is it just sounds like. No, it, okay, then, okay, let me rephrase it. He says that if I tell you I won't leave you, I want I don't want you to think I won't be there. Y'all let if y'all know them, If y'all know that track, I mean, y'all, y'all can. Y'all Who can, sings it? Y'all can sing it. 112. It's Cupid. Oh, it sounded different when you said it. No, I just, I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't sing it. Is that the one? Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, to me, that he's singing it to a woman, right? Mm-hmm. He said, if I tell you I love you, I don't want you to think I don't care. I'm going to tell you why I think he's singing it. I can tell you why, at least from a man's perspective. I want to hear from a woman's perspective on it. Okay. I think because a lot of times when us men, we tell, you know, hey, baby, you know what? I love you. Right? But y'all sometimes in y'all's mind twist and say, like, you know what? Does he really care? Y'all don't take the love as like, oh man, that's what's up. I really appreciate that. I want to just, you know what? Like, is he really gonna be there? 
I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about because I didn't seen it, experienced it, and heard about it. That's why they sing in that song. Ladies and gentlemen, let me know what y'all think because I don't know about that. I don't know. Fellas, if y'all yeah. agree with Michael. It happens. Hit us up. It's real life. I'm sure it's real life. Yeah. I don't know if it. It happens a lot. Next time a man tells a woman, just oh, if you're a woman out there, he tells you he loves you, just accept it for what that is. Don't be like, does he really? Everybody does that. Everybody well, everybody kind of wonders, like, okay, that's part of the evolution of the relationship. Like, as you grow to okay. determine, like, okay, we're changing, we're growing together. How long should that Some take? Like, should that take a year, two years? What, what what if you're 10 years in? I've seen people that are 10 or 20 years in doing the same thing. What's the same thing? Like Saying, you know what? The man says, you know what? You know I love you. And they're like, they don't say verbally, does he really care? But in their mind, they think, does he really? Well, I mean, if you hurting the person and then saying that you care or that to you're going to be around, but you're not around, then, yeah, there might okay. be like, okay, we'll see. We can make it like that, but I'm telling you it happens. Okay. I'm telling you it happens. All right. So with that said, we are going to segue into our topic today because one of the things, the, the strong foundation for the family is understanding the relationship. And we already know that, mm -hmm. understand the dynamics of um, you and your spouse and what needs to happen, should happen, isn't happening. And just being open, honest, and transparent about what that looks like. So as we roll through today's topic, we are talking about what strong families do. Yeah, and, and this is just from like observations of you know different families we get a chance to talk to a lot of different couples and we have our close our own family and our extended families and we you know we kind of model ourselves at the other families that may be doing things that are in a positive way right sure. growing and connecting with each other mm -hmm. so uh we have we have three i believe three key things that strong families do yes okay three number one yeah number one you want to go ahead and kick it off go ahead go yeah. ahead I felt like I almost needed a general introduction, yeah. but it's okay. It's all good. Um, so what strong families do, number one, strong families strategize. Yeah, strong family. I think, I mean, to me that to me this I I placed it number one in my mind. I'm curious where how how you would where you would fit it in at. But like the families that seem to strategize, right? That's really trying to figure out how to cohesively move as a unit are the strongest families. Okay, we got these kids over here. We got this business over here. We got this career move over here. We got these church events over here. And it's like, they're not moving in silos, but really moving as one, even if one is kind of moving, kind of driving it in certain arenas of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, if you've already married or been married for a while, like absolutely do this. But I also think it's really critical prior to or in those first five years of marriage mm -hmm. to really get a strategy to really get a system together so that you can be operating on the same page because it takes a lot of energy to be trying to go the same direction in a car but both of you are arguing about what direction that yeah. is so the sooner the better but it's still never too late um, and I think strategy does have to include as many specific details as possible it's mm -hmm. hard to follow a plan if you don't know the steps <laughs> like it's hard to say this is the goal this is where we're going okay how do we get there hey we want to save this year you know sixty thousand dollars the end of the conversation that can't be the end of the conversation like what does that look like how much of our paycheck is going into savings how much are we going to spend what are we going to spend on what are we now going to restrict those kinds of things 
need to be part of the dialogue. So strategizing is in every area, whether it's, um, and one of the things that I have found that people don't think about when they think about strategy is strategizing time, mm, um, managing cool. oh, yeah. your time. Where are you going to put your energy? Where are you going to put your time throughout the day? How are you going to make sure that you're spending time with your spouse or with um, peers or how much time are you going to spend on your work? Those kinds of things um, can become problematic if you do not have a strategy on how to, you know, on best practices. No, 100 percent agree. And I think I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. I'm going to go back to it um, about strategizing on money. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I think like nobody should, you know, hold the purse string. Ain't no man or ain't no woman out there above the family. You know what I mean? Like, it should be like, nobody should feel that. Even if that other person is making the most money, whatever. Maybe they may be better at handling it. But, like, to feel that, you know what, man, I really can't do much. They shouldn't They shouldn't have that on them. I think that's a, that's a, that's a challenge, right? Because depending on, especially, hey, if I'm making all the money, like, hey, we're going to live where I want to live at type of mentality. Mm-hmm. It happens. I mean, it easily. all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, it might be happening to you or in your household, or you might have seen it. That mm-hmm. happens all the time. The person that makes the most money thinks that they have the most say. It's natural, though. That's a natural That's a natural thought. So, like, I don't punish people for, for thinking that. I punish people for keeping on thinking that. Right. It's a natural thought to feel like, hey, you know what? I went out here, didn't work 60 hours this week. I didn't make this extra, you know what, this extra money. I can do what I want to do with it. That's a, that's something then. you got to fight against, huh? Stay single then. Stay single then? No, I don't think you got to stay single. If I think you got to change. the mentality. Yeah, you do have to change. Yeah. That's my point. But if you're going to take on the mentality, I made this money, then it's mine, and I get to have all the say, then you don't need to be married. I'm not trying to tell you the divorce if that's you, but you need to you need to make an adjustment. It's because, a natural, it's a natural though. It's to, natural. It's a I, natural thought. It's a natural thought. So I don't want to punish people thinking for thinking like, because really we got to fight against who we are. I mean, I think that's the main I thing. I agree with that. And like, if you don't have that ability to fight against yourself, then yeah, don't get married. Mm-hmm. But if you had the ability to say, you know what? I know what I'm really struggling against or pulling against. And I'm willing to say, okay, you know, I'm going to do my best to not be that. Then no, I think, I mean, but. But what you're saying, I guess definitely, yeah, we got we to gotta fight against that. I have just seen, as you kind of hit on this money <clears throat> thing, I have seen so many people that are manipulated and controlled by money. We have counseled some that have mm-hmm. talked about, well, I make the money, I don't, I don't see the issue here. And let me just speak on it for just a second. That is just not the way that you should operate in the context of your marriage. Both parties, as you said, should feel like they have a say. Um, They should feel like, okay, yes, you might bring in more money, but when we come to the table, we are making the decisions together, not you're dictating to me what those decisions look like. So I just, I am concerned for couples. I say, look at those signs in yourself. If you say, you know what? Yeah, I, I tend to to really clinch this and nobody has access to that, you might need to make an adjustment before you get married. Or if you're in a marriage and you see like, Hey, you know what? I run things in, you know, my spouse, whether male or female, they, they can't tell me what to do with money. There are a lot of, there are a lot, either gender be like, you can't tell me what to do. This is my money. I worked for it. Have an arrangement before you, um, before you get married, how you're going to spend the money in the family. And if you're already married and you say, Hey, we haven't really talked about that. Get a strategy. Talk about what that looks like. That's yeah. what this discussion is strategizing with your finances, because look, money can be 
problematic or it can be a blessing. It depends on how you use it. It is just a tool. It is not the be all and end all. And it can be detrimental to your family, to your relationship, to your future. If all you focus on is finances and part of how we always focus on finances and by not being responsible um, fiscally, because then it absorbs our energy, absorbs mm -hmm. our time. And we feel like we have to focus on finances because they're just never there. So having a strategy to ensure that we can propel forward is critical. No, no, I absolutely agree. And I think just one more, at least I think in my mind, probably more than one, but um, what strong families do is they strategize on the family, how the family is operating, how it's run, right? right. How we raise our kid, what spirituality, how we run our, you know, in sync with that, with going to church and not going to whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You know, we go to church. That's what, you know, some we decide. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all may not go. I'm not, you know, knocking it, but that's just something we think that's a foundation. Mm -hmm. And we come into agreement on that. Sometimes couples don't always agree. Mm -hmm. One couple, one person going, the other one not going. Up, the kids have a choice of going or not going. I mean, it's like there's different dynamics with, of that. Mm -hmm. That got to be, I think, to me and what I've seen and observed, strong family strategize in that in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Having a a, a system for the and and it can seem so kind of like kind of dramatic initially. Mm -hmm. Like, gosh, we have to we have to know that the answer is yes because some things will become second nature as you kind of put pen to paper. And we've talked before about how important it is to write down your vision, to write down what it is that you're wanting. But once you do this, what you're talking about, once you kind of say like, okay, how do we want it? How do we want the general operations of the house to go when the kids are in school? Um, that's going to make it so much smoother. Cause then you're not waking up saying, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're upset and pissed off at your partner because they didn't do what you thought they were going to do, but there was no plan in place for to meet that expectation, yeah. that was an assumed expectation that was projected without having dialogue around it. So um, having as many of these things in place that can just be like um, accountability systems for yourself too, like to say, okay, how am I going to create a strategy on how I'm going to operate in our family with our children? Because one of the things that can happen is that you leave you out and then you're frustrated as you go forward because you didn't you didn't block out some time. You didn't say, you know what, I need every Saturday morning. I need to be able to go cycle or, you know what, I need to be able to go play ball at least once a week or I need to, I need to be able to take a long bath, not bothered. You know, put those things in the plan for the household. Put those things in the plan for yourself. Mm -hmm. Share them with your partner so that you're not frustrated and irritated because you don't have a system in place that's going to be helpful. There you go. There you, there go. you go. Okay. Um, so we've kind of talked about the family spirituality. Um, this is an interesting one that I want to jump into right before we go to break yeah. is in-laws. What do you mean strategize for the in-laws? What is that? No, I mean, I think just strategizing for how you're going to handle them. Right. Cause I mean, a lot of times we don't always like our in-laws. Right. And it's not, it's not okay. Cause they, they not, they didn't come from your family. It is different. Right. They may like open Christmas presents on the 28th. For all I know, you know what I mean? They don't do the 25th. I don't know if that happened for real in real life, but I think it may just maybe. It happens in my family. It happens. I wasn't going to We're going to see. I wouldn't even, they didn't even know that. They didn't know that. <laughs> they didn't know that. They didn't even know that. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to throw them under the bus like that. I think we've talked about it on the show. Before. But hey, they might, they didn't hear that episode though. Hey family, Banana. we know y'all know that we love y'all, oh, but y'all yeah. do open gifts. Yeah, no, let me let's let's say it right. After Christmas. Hey, 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 we 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 we've grown to love y'all. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was I love like, them. You, they are my family. No, no, but I, on my end, I've grown. You got to grow to love somebody. No, that's true. Love just don't happen. Mm-hmm. That, that's a story and a stuff right there. Just because you get married yeah. does not mean just don't that happen. you, but it does mean that you honor yeah. and respect. You do still oh, yeah, always, honor and respect. Always, always got to do that. But you grow in love and grace. Absolutely. So on Absolutely. that note, we are going to take a quick, quick break. And, and if I told come. you I love you. Okay. That doesn't mean. Okay, maybe I don't sound how I sound. Okay, I'm no, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all recognize that song, Cupid y'all win a prize. Doesn't ma- okay, we're going to play that at the break, maybe. No. Maybe? No. Okay, <laughs> okay, maybe not. Y'all go Google that, Spotify that, all that, YouTube it. You'll like it. All right. To those all right. Break time. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. We just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, So if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe. Follow us on all social media. And oh, we have this thing that we want you to check out fusedradio.com there are other broadcasters that you will hear from you're really gonna love it um so thank you thank you thank you you all are so wonderful um and we look forward to connecting with you more in the future welcome back okay so we are talking today about what strong families do okay so we already talked about strong families strategize they have a plan they discuss the details so that each partner knows the steps another thing that strong families do is they talk it out they talk it out it's just i mean it's you're walking it out you're talking i was i was switching you're mixing it up yeah remix talk it out (laughs) okay all right you guys but no, We're I on think a singing thing today, huh? Huh? We're on like a. Singing. I'm on singing thing every day. I just don't express it all the time. Literally every day, I'm listening to something in my head, music wise, even when I'm not even talking. Like right now, I hear a song in my head. When whenever you came on, you said "Welcome back." I thought about uh, "Welcome back." Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. No. Welcome back. Okay. Now what? What is that? I don't remember. You know, I don't know whole songs. No I know pieces of songs. Oh, that was. I was thinking about it. It was actually a TV show. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back. You remember? Okay. Okay. Anyway, it's back in the '80s, so you got to be born, you know, at least in the '70s, to understand that. But you know, it's all good. I don't know how old you gonna make people think I'm like 20. Okay. So anyway, they think go ahead, they go ahead. Hey. Yeah. Go ahead. So family, you be you. You stay in your lane. I stay in my lane. That's <laughs> where you know what everybody good. Let them think what they want to think. It's all good. Strong families yeah, talk it out. Yeah, I got my rest today, y'all. You know what I mean? So sometimes that happens like that. Yes, when he sleeps, it, he he different. Yeah, he gets a lot of sleep. Straight morning person though, just so y'all know. Eight thirty, it's a wrap. And he's talking about PM. Eight thirty yeah, PM. Eight PM. Yeah, it's a the wrap. Day is over. It's a day. Day it does is not done. Matter what you have planned after that. Let me get done what I get done between five AM and about seven PM. I'm going hard in the paint in the, between those hours, but after that, mm-mm. it's, it's a wrap. Real. Okay. The wheels are off the wagon, but it's okay, okay. though. Okay. They learn so something. So strong maybe. families talk it out. They talk it out. And just as my observation from, you know, dealing with my family, seeing other families, observing what's going on. It's like, I think it's, I see the best families. They don't, they don't hide behind the issues. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not afraid to address the issues. And at bare minimum, they at least will approach the issues. I mean, it depends on how they approach it. Will it get resolved or not? But they at least say, you know what? Hey, I'm not feeling that. I'm not liking that. Yeah. And they and and that's something I think that's critical in just keeping the family strong. At least everybody can be felt, you know, be heard. Even the kids. Now the kids gotta be respectful when they come to whatever situation, but they're okay to say, hey, you know what? This is how I feel about the situation. That's you know what? Aunt June thing. really can't cook, but I'm gonna go, I want you, I'm gonna eat it anyway, uh, mom. 
I think that's interesting because I really want you to, to talk about that just a bit more. Kids having a, ability to kind of speak on how they feel because that's not necessarily um, what happens in a lot of households. Yeah, I mean, kids. I mean, they learn how to speak, right? I think that has to taught, right? Of learning how to express yourself in a in a in a in a real uh, in a real way that's still respectful. If you don't learn that as a kid, when do you learn as an adult? When you're 20, 21, 25, 30? Never. Mm-hmm. There's some people that just don't know how to speak to somebody else in a respectful way. Because as a kid, they weren't heard. They tried to figure it out as they're 20. Then in the 20, they weren't heard. And in the 30s, they try, like, it's like they figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So if we can teach our kids how to say, okay, you know, if you got an issue, you can bring it to me. Yeah. Don't mean I'm going to say yes or no or this, that, and the other. But you can bring it to me in a respectful way. I will consider it and I'll hear you out. Hear your heart about it. And then we can we can talk about it. There's an old saying: "Kids are to be seen, not heard." Oh yeah, that's old school. Yeah, yeah. and they mean that too. But I think I I know they mean that. But I think that that's been detrimental because of what you just said. So kids are not heard, and Mm -hmm. they they don't know then how to how to communicate. Then they don't know how to handle themselves. And when I'm saying kids communicating, that's also talking about aware on the emotional spectrum. Like you can't Mm -hmm. just you have something to say and you fall out every time and you. Yeah. Five. Well, maybe. Well, no one. You're not falling out at five, but shouldn't maybe be. at ten. Shouldn't you know? be. If your kid is, we sorry. We she shouldn't be falling out at five. But like, actually, I seen somebody. I seen a kid fall out at, at at nine years old. I ain't gonna say no name, but they wanted they wanted that. some shoes. They wanted some shoes, and they went to the mall, and I was like observing with my kid. My kid was a little older than there, and they like were, were shopping. And the kid said, "Mama, I want them shoes." And Mama said, "No, you can't have them." No, Mama, I want them on the floor. They was nine, ten years old. I was said, "Ooh," I said, "Ooh." I said, I hope my kid don't ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to learn to communicate with their words and we're on the spectrum. There are some, um, and this is, you know, not necessarily a, a gender-based conversation, but there are some people that will cry to get, to be able to speak. Mm. Um, that, you think men just, do that? I think men, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's both sides, but sometimes men will get angry. So if we're if we're using generalities, some dudes will be like, nah, because they don't they don't know how to communicate. I ain't got nothing to say or everything's yeah, kind of aggressive or violent yeah. or rude or condescending. And women can be just the same. Women can be rude and condescending or go to the other side, potentially of the emotional spectrum and kind of yeah. cry for the attention and for the platform and for the opportunity to speak because they can't find an emotional balance. Men, too, where they're able to look at each other and say, I'm really frustrated and this is why or I'm really offended or I'm really hurt. So being able to teach our kids to communicate how they feel in a way that can be received. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have freedom to feel how you feel, but if you want to connect with somebody, then you can't be like, I'm pissed off and yelling at them and and doing all this and expect them to be like, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, yes, you know, you can likely only do that with the therapist. You know, they're not gonna be able to do that with your spouse. You're not gonna be able to just go off and expect you to be received because some people, not everybody, but some people match energy. You come at me, I'm gonna come at you. You can't just, you know, yell at me. And sometimes people give warnings. So different couples have different thresholds on how you communicate. Some people it's like, I I understand you're mad, but we gonna have to bring it down. Some couples Mm -hmm. like, no, you can't even start in that spot. You can't even you're going to have to be a whole different kind of way. So knowing your spouse in that is important, but talking about the issue, really actually having an opportunity to talk about the issue. And I'm not saying that this is an emotionless conversation, but in making sure that you're articulating 
how you're feeling in a way that it can be received, but still articulating it. Some people don't even want to talk about the issue. They'll just be like, man, whatever. It's no big deal. It's a big deal because you can repress that stuff. And I've seen this a lot when we do men's counseling um, in particular, where it will be, they'll be upset about something, but they won't really talk about it. And then you start poking at it. And it gets a little more irritated, a little more irritated until they come out like, man, yeah, that pissed me off. You know, such and such happened. And it's like, wow, all this was down there. But because it was never addressed, here it is coming up to the top. And it's a whole lot of stuff. So you can't do that, men or women. You can't just push that stuff down and be like, you know what? It's not a big deal. I don't care about it. Whatever. It's fine. Because it's not. You have to discuss that stuff because it becomes a disease in your in your relationship. Yeah, I, I was one of the ones, you know, I, I didn't learn it as a kid, right, how to express myself. I was one of the ones they told me, you know what, don't be, uh, don't be, you know, be seen but not heard. I grew up in that era, right, of not, and then, you know, I didn't see necessarily my parents talking out stuff like, hey, Michael, tell me how you feel today about this. Right, it doesn't have to be that. But. No, no, no. Regardless, they didn't, t- they wasn't, I don't care, like that, any like that, how that, what that, they, it didn't happen. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I got 20, an adult, you know, so I'm making my own money, pay my own bills and get my own relationships. I had to figure that out. And it took me a little time to kind of like, hold on, I'm still on that time schedule anyway, to really get to that <laughs> level of like, okay, I know how to talk things out. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn it. So I mean, some of y'all may be like that too. So it's not too late. Never. That's what I'm saying. It's not too late yeah. to really, you know, really try to get in that, in that groove like that. Yeah. So in this talking out, there's kind of a, Part B, which Mm -hmm. I think is going to be our third point for the day, is families work it out. So they've talked it out. Mm -hmm. They've gotten it out there. But now they're working it out. They're resolving it. They're trying to understand the other person's perspective, where they came from, so that we can can get to a resolution. No, absolutely. I think the the ultimate thing of really talking anything out is really to restore. Mm. It may not can restore to something that was exactly what it was, but to restore at least to a better healing place that the, everybody can be feel good about go go more into that what do you mean yeah it's just you know um just from my experiences and, and the families we kind of have, have seen like even if there's total disagreement on on something let's say i take a real controversial topic right where you know your son or your daughter may be you know doing something they shouldn't do maybe they you know you think you don't believe in in, in homosexuality and they come say i'm my mom and dad i'm, I'm a homosexual mm-hmm. now they're gonna first they should talk it out Right. But ultimately, because some kind of understanding, working it out and say, you know what, well, at least you can come over to the house. You just can't. I don't want to, you know, see y'all holding hands or this, that, and the other. But I still want you to be my son, to be my daughter. They end up working it out, even if it ain't something like, okay, we can't restore it exactly to what it was because situation is situation. But they try to end up ultimately working it out so that, okay, most people feel good about it. That was a heavy, that was a hard one that, that, because yeah. that's, it happens that, though. That's what I was about to say, because that's, um, the story with a lot of families, um, and trying to figure out how do you work out the big stuff? And that mm-hmm. would be one of the big stuff. Some of the smaller things we just like, all right, you know, like you might not, you might not want to see your, you know, your son sitting in the living room with, you know, a pint or something, you know, like yeah, that might not be that's something. a good one. Alcohol, you know what? Hey, you may, you know what? You may drink, right? That's a good one. You may drink. I'm not saying, son, you're going to drink. But when you come to our house, I don't want you to be drunk and I don't want you to bring alcohol to my house. Now, I can't stop you. And I'm still going to love you. But that, that's how we're going to work it out. Just I want you to respect the space and then I respect you, what you do in your free time in your house. 
if you ain't got your own house, you're going to follow my rules. Mm-mm. Simple as that. But like, you know, there's something we can, we can work something out. Yep. Work it out. Restoration is the key, I think, in most strong families. I think yeah. that's the key word. They try to restore if possible. Yeah. If possible. And let me put this in there. Let me see if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're always also hanging out because you're your family. So you can have a functional, positive, encouraging relationship. And it's not like we always over one another's house. Now, most parents, they want to see their kids spending time together and enjoying and doing life together. But sometimes you get busy and sometimes, you know, they, your sibling might have a different way of doing things. So you still interact, but it's, mm-hmm. it might not be like all up in each other's face. And I, I want to say this because some people feel guilty and even some parents will make their kids feel guilty um, about not having that kind of relationship. Now, you, now this is your family. So you still are looking out for your family. Mm-hmm. You're still caring about your family. You're still invested into that relationship. But when you talk about restoring strong families restore this is a this is a generational thing and and restoring a relationship does not mean um restoring a relationship allows you both to heal it does not mean that we are like necessarily in constant connection and i also want to put this out here toxic family members exist yeah put that out there no some people say like well it's your family so you have to deal with that no, you don't have to deal with anything. There is toxic family. And if you have toxic people in your family and be careful who you label as toxic, like, don't just be like, they get on my nerves. They're toxic. You know, that's not, that's not the appropriate use, but there are, there are relationships that can be very detrimental to your physical or psychological well-being. And if you are in a family structure that has toxic behaviors, and we've actually talked about some toxic behaviors before, but if there's um, any kind of manipulation or abuse or people that make you feel bad about you, where you leave the table and you feel worse, or you feel like, man, every time I'm around them, I feel like I have to cry. Every time I'm around them, I feel horrible about me then you might need to create um, some boundaries for yourself or for your kids or for your for your marriage. You should have boundaries in all of those areas anyway. But um, as we kind of talk about strategizing and strong families, really making sure that they're talking it out and resolving issues to the best of your ability. This is the same in a family, in a marriage, in a friendship. To the best of your ability, be at peace with all men if you can. Okay, if you can. If there's something more, then you have to be like, you know what, uh, I'm going to... Rain check, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put the finger up and go on out the room, then do what you need to do for your own um, well-being. But we definitely believe that it is possible, that it is possible to have strong, a strong family. And here are just a couple tools that we've talked about today. Um, anything you want to add before we close it out? No, I think, I mean, just if you're trying to, you're trying to have a strong family, just, you know, if you can keep those three things in mind, right, you got to strategize, you got to talk it out and hopefully you can work it out. Right. I think I mean, it's hard. All those are those are not easy. No, those things to do. They they sound simple just as we kind of roll them off our tongues. But like it's an ongoing thing to really try to really make sure that happens. Yep. And it's never too late, no matter if you're in year 50 or year one, it's never too late to apply some of these principles. So, so, so thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and check out our website for more content and resources. Usedmarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.